This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, but off the top here in this hour, I want to talk about our school system in Alberta, public education and Catholic education, right? Both publicly funded. Now, it's often argued that, look, the people who send their kids to Catholic school, that, that pays for the system. Even though it's religious, it's very specific to one religion, the argument is that, look, Parents who put their kids in the Catholic system, they're paying their taxes into the Catholic system, and that pays for the Catholic system. The issue of disestablishment uh, comes up from time to time. Do we need to have two separate schools for people of other faiths? There's certainly religious education as an option, but not a public school system like the one that exists for Catholics. Well, some interesting figures uh, about taxes gathered and where those taxes are going uh, have come to light this week. Now, this comes as the Edmonton Public School Board gets set next week to debate a motion urging the province to scrap this whole system of having that choice on your property taxes. But this finds these uh, numbers obtained by a FOIP request, find the taxpayers overwhelmingly ticked off their tax forms to support public schools rather than Catholic. Does that mean that the public system is subsidizing the Catholic system? Uh, Luke Fevin is with the group A Pupil, Alberta Parents for Unbiased Public Inclusive Learning, uh, the group that obtained this information this week. Luke, good afternoon. Welcome back to the show. Good to be here, Rob. All right. Well, tell us a bit more then about this information that you you obtained and what it tells us. Well, uh, we were trying to answer the question, uh, do Catholics pay for Catholic education? Uh, Because that is a, a response we hear a lot. On this, uh, on this issue. Uh, so we FOIPed exactly that information, the, uh, the property tax revenues uh, for the last year that we could, which was 2014-2015. And what we found was that the average uh, per student contribution from property taxes, from directed property taxes, uh, uh, were that the, uh, the public student, uh, public students received over $4,000 per student in directed property tax funding, and Catholic students received uh, about $1,350 in directed property tax uh, funding. So there's a uh, $2,600 difference uh, in directed property taxes between uh, public kids and Catholic kids. Uh, And with 158,000 Catholic students, that means that uh, the public are subsidizing the Catholic school system uh, by uh, a, a total of $418 million every year. Wow. Now, what's interesting is that all of this money collected is pooled in, in one big pot, because I think people are under the impression that if you, you check off Catholic on your property taxes, that your money is going directly to the Catholic schools. And whatever money the Catholic schools have to, to run their schools, administer programs, all comes from that money. But that's not how it works, is it? No. Um, we, we spend, as a province, we spend about $10,500 per student as an average per year. Um, but clearly the, the, the contribution uh, per uh, Catholic student, the, the contribution per uh, public student is significantly different. And the other thing that I would say is um, that doesn't... When we look at this whether it's still appropriate or fiscally prudent to run our education system the way we do, you know, that $418 million is a shortfall that has to be made up. But that doesn't include uh, another approximately $200 million that we lose every year in inefficiencies by running 
duplicate non-cooperative school systems. And there is a third kind of slap in the face here uh, as well. There's an additional cost that comes from uh, the Alberta Catholic School Trustees Association has a policy where they don't want Catholic students sharing buildings or busing or resources with public students. So the, the public overwhelmingly pays for this privilege of Catholic education, uh, but those uh, responsible for running Catholic education won't even make common sense decisions about sharing and efficiencies to save the people uh, money that are actually underwriting their privilege in the first place. Right, and, and that kind of cooperation, sharing resources, uh, it, that, that needn't and I don't, I don't certainly wouldn't take away from Catholic education. That, that there's really should no, be, be no reason to oppose that. No, I mean, I, there's a couple of examples here. I mean, I can take uh, Legal, um, so a population of I think about 1,300 people. Now, Legal has three schools, a public school, a Catholic school, and a Francophone school. And those students all go to to three physically different locations. Uh, Now, the Catholic school that was a public school, um, and of course owned by the Albertan taxpayer, is less than half full. All of the students for all of the schools could all go to the one main school. And we would would save a lot of money. Uh, But in this case, G Sacred is the, the school district. They won't share that resource. Uh, and them refusing to share that resource with the people that are writing the check uh, seems pretty inappropriate. I'll give one other example from Red Deer right now, where there is a new Catholic high school being built, and there's going to be a new public high school uh, being built uh, just down the road. And as the uh, public superintendent said last year, um, in I think what was an accidental moment of candor, uh, he said it's a real shame. The students of Red Deer could have a world-class engineering lab. Instead, they have two average ones 500 metres apart. That's the issue. Well, so how does this change that debate? Because I I think a lot of that debate has been premised on the the assumption that Catholics were collecting their own tax dollars and spending it on their own uh, education system. And so there was no need to to share resources uh, because they were spending their money, essentially. But uh, if it's the case, then, that the public system is subsidizing to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars a year, the Catholic system, should it change uh, the the tone and the nature of those conversations? Well, I... I believe so. I, I mean, I personally, I believe that, you know, we're, we're running our whole education system based on, you know, kind of an agreement and an understanding that's 150 years old. And I think we can do better by the children, and I think we can do better by the uh, educational return on each tax dollar. If we, if we sat back and had a conversation about, you know, how do we, how do we want to run our education system uh, going forward for the next century? And that doesn't mean to say that we can't have religion uh, respected or honoured or accommodated within, uh, you know, a single public system. But certainly the way that we're doing it right now makes no sense at all. And I, in, in some ways, this, whilst I think we should get rid of this property tax, uh, checkmark uh, system. Um, it, it has proved useful because really it's a, it's a public referendum on how they feel about Catholic education. And if you take just Edmonton as an example, um, 
one-third of the students in Edmonton go to Catholic schools, but only 17% of property owners directed their property taxes to Catholic education. So overwhelmingly, the public doesn't seem to support this as a, a privilege or as a way forward. Well, I mean, it's going to be interesting. As we mentioned off the top, the Edmonton Public School Board is going to discuss this idea of uh, removing that that uh, that box because it, it it seems to be a moot point. If all the money's being pooled and if the money's coming overwhelmingly from from the public side, that the the box really just seems to be for show. It it, it is. It's absolutely. It's been meaningless since the 1990s. Uh, I think the I think Minister Egan has suggested that it's still constitutionally required. So it would require a constitutional amendment. And if we're going to do that, which isn't really that big a deal, it can be sorted out in Alberta uh, fairly easily and quickly. But if we are going to do that, then, you know, maybe let's just have a conversation about the, the school system as a whole. Right. And, and there's a broad conversation to be had. I mean, you know, sort of lingering on the outskirts of all of this is the, the whole idea of uh, disestablishment. Do we need a separate Catholic system at all? I mean, the, you know, that should certainly be on the table. We can have that conversation. But uh, maybe this speaks to, to ways of, at least if nothing else, finding efficiencies in the system. Well, we, we've run the numbers. I mean, uh, this conversation was actually started by a, a gentleman uh, called uh, David King, who was Minister of Education here, I think it was at the end of the 80s. Right. And that absolutely wonderful gentleman. Uh, and I believe, I, th- I think I'm not out of place to say, a man of faith himself, um, who, uh, who questioned the, uh, the sense of actually doing what we're doing. Um, so, um, and I apologize for that. Uh, so th- this conversation has, has been around for a while, and I David, I believe, came up with a number of $100 million a year, many years ago, that would be the savings. We think it's $200 million a year. Now, I don't know how big a deficit we need to be running before this becomes an issue, or whether we need to be running a $1 billion deficit before we start looking for efficiencies here. Um, you know, I hear class sizes are growing. For, for $200 million a year, that's, that's 1,000 more teachers. That's 1,500 more teachers. Uh, so I think that the money can be better spent on the kids and education. Um, and we can still honor religion, because I know that's an issue to a lot of people. We can still find ways to accommodate and honor religion. But the way that we're doing it right now makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Yeah, well, I think it's important information. Uh, if nothing else, we should have an informed debate. Uh, Luke, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. Thank you for your time. All right, take care. That's Luke Fevin with the group A Pupil, Alberta Parents for Unbiased Public Inclusive Learning. Uh, So these are numbers uh, obtained through a FOIP request to to look at how much money is coming from each side. Then you check off these boxes. And so what does that add up to? So the numbers show about $1.9 billion in property taxes in 2014-2015 were from taxpayers who checked off public. Just $214 million from those supporting Catholic. So obviously students are funded... Or the, the per-student funding is the same. But the funding doesn't work out. Because that works out to about $4,000 per student in the public system. And just 1400 per Catholic student. So that doesn't make sense. Obviously, a lot of the funding for Catholic schools is coming then from public taxpayers. So maybe, yeah, maybe step one is to say, okay, let's just 
eliminate the box. That's silly. If you want to send your kids to public school, send them to public school. If you want to send them to Catholic school, send them to Catholic school. And we've got this big pot of money that's education funding, and we'll pay for the schools. And we'll send those schools money on a per-student basis. How many kids you got? Okay, here's your money. But I think Luke makes an excellent point about where there can be cooperation, efficiencies between these, these school systems, sharing resources. Why is the Catholic system so adamant about throwing up walls at every opportunity? How does it take away from Catholic education to share busing or share other resources? Or even the ideas was floated at the Edmonton Public School Board to offer Catholic programs within the public school system. Why is that a threat to Catholic education? So we can have these conversations, but I think at least knowing where the money's coming from, where it's going, is an important starting point. Anyway, 403-974-TALK is our number, 974-8255. Curious uh, your thoughts on this. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.